whether you are a young person, a young adult, a middle-aged adult, or a senior in life. Yes. Um, is now why'd you look at me when you said senior? <laughs> Listen, and you are my senior. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just want to make it clear. <laughs> Haven't reached that stage yet, but you go right You're ahead. You're senior to me. <laughs> there you go. Well, hey there, friends. Welcome to another exciting edition of The Link. I hope that you've been enjoying our programs. Today, we have a really exciting topic and some fantastic guests. When I say the, uh, the title or the term social media influencer, what comes to mind? Well, probably for many of us that are uh, maybe my age or older, certainly not a career. We often think of influence as being something based off of popularity or status. But nowadays, all you need is a social media account and you are an influencer. How do we use this to the good and where are the pitfalls that we need to avoid? We're going to talk about that today. I think this is an excellent conversation both for young adults, teenagers, as well as parents who love them who are trying to navigate a digital world. Joining me today are some people that I think have much more experience with this than I do and will be really insightful. First, Mary Reed, who uh, recently got married, so that's the smile on her face. Uh, we're really excited. Many of you may know her as Mary Spazia. Uh, Mary serves in Troy with our student ministries and is such a, a wonderful leader, and I appreciate you. Thanks for joining, Mary. Yeah. Fun. And then Patrick McElrath, everyone who goes to the Detroit campus knows and loves Patrick, but he also plays a vital role in helping uh, our communications and marketing department as well. Pat, thanks for joining. Yeah, thank you. You're a familiar guest to the link as yeah, well. Yeah, I don't know if uh, I've been here as much as uh, Shanna, but... Yeah, yeah. Well, I love having Shanna come. Shanna Craig is here with us, one of the directors for our student ministries uh, here at Troy. And Shanna has hosted, you guys have seen her host, and you may not know this, but she always gives me a hard time. So today, <laughs> I get to give her some payback. No, I'm just joking. I really appreciate you joining. Thank you. We're just going to banter. It'll be fun. No hazing. No hazing at all. Mary, I'll start with you. For those who may not know, what is a social media influencer? An influencer is just basically a person who's super active on social media. They've been able to build their follow base um, based on like their credibility for different ideas, concepts, and people are attracted to them based on different ideas that they agree with or how they look. Um, yeah. So when you talk about building credibility, building a base, that all assumes that people are trusting them drawn to them. So why would someone trust a person they don't know just because they have a social media account? Yeah, I think it depends on like who you're following. Um, some influences are so relatable because a lot of them are young and they're awkward and they're fun. So you're drawn to them for credibility. Um, just what they're putting out is like if people try it and people <laughs> agree and keep going for it, then it makes you want to. And I think when users share that um, influencers posts and videos then you just want to like keep going because you see how much it's getting shared yeah. And liked yeah you know it's interesting because as a parent 
you often think, who's my competition? Like, what am I competing with? What messages am I competing with? And a generation ago, or maybe a little bit more, maybe it was television programs, or maybe a generation before that, maybe it was peers within the neighborhood, your kid's friendship group. But now the competition is far and wide. It doesn't have to be local. It is always accessible near your phone. Uh, I am competing as a parent with every social media influencer or YouTuber that's out there. And that makes it hard because you have to make sure your voice is heard even clearer through that. Uh, Obviously, Pat, when I think about it, uh, there are good things that can happen. And we'll get to good ways we can use social media to the glory of God. But what are some of the dangers? What are some of the pitfalls when you think of social media influencers? Yeah, I was thinking about that this week. And um, the phrase that comes to mind for me is like, you, you kind of become who you follow. Wow. Um, like you are who you hang around. And in today's era of social media, and this the opportunity that we have to interact with uh, celebrities, whether they're celebrities or just regular people who have somehow worked themselves into this position of influence. Uh, I think, I think that you have to be really, really careful about remembering like as a follower of Jesus, where your base really is, where your foundation really is, because, um, as we all probably know, it can be very easy to hop on to Instagram to look at one thing and an hour later you're on YouTube watching God knows what types of videos that you don't even have any interest in and yet you're drawn to people that are doing wild and weird and incredible and also just very normal things. Yes. And so like even as we've come out of this last series in Romans chapter 8, as we were reminded over and over about our identity, right, as sons and daughters of God, heirs and co-heirs with Christ. Mm -hmm. I think maintaining and remembering that as we navigate into the waters of social media um, is almost like this lifeline that can draw us back out because uh, if you don't have that, you might just find yourself floating in a place you never thought that you might be. Yeah, it's interesting. I love that that phrase, you are who you follow. I think another uh, really important point here is that you're always being influenced. Yes. Even when you don't realize you're being influenced. I can't cut on YouTube and not, and, and avoid being influenced. I can't go on social media and avoid being influenced. I think it should be noted too that this isn't just a young adult or youth issue. Um, the fact is, is that obviously for young adults, for youth, they swim in these waters probably more. But the fact is, even for me, I have people that I'm following on a regular basis uh, on Twitter or other spaces. And, uh, you know, Shannon, when I think about how I look to other people for truth, and I know uh, people look to me as well for truth, how do we distinguish between what's false, what's real, when we're um, on social media or when we're listening to an influencer? How do we discern in those spaces? Yeah, um, I think when it comes to using discernment with the people that you are engaging with, like the people that you're allowing to have influence in your life, um, the best thing to do, whether you are a young person, a young adult, a middle-aged adult or a senior in life, 
Yes. Um, is now why'd you look at me when you said senior? <laughs> Listen, and, you are my senior. Uh, uh, okay. I just want to make sure it's clear. <laughs> haven't reached that stage yet, but you go right You're ahead. You're senior to me. There you go. Here's that Not banter helping. I was talking about. Not helping. Not helping. <laughs> Love okay. you. <laughs> but whatever age category you're in. Whatever age category you're in. Um, I think the biggest thing to remember is the why behind your why you're following yeah, them. So yeah. is it because they are saying something that you believe is truth? Mm -hmm. um, and then if that is the case, then why is it truth? Yes. Um, is it because they're basing it off of good research, basing it off of for us as believers, you know, God's word, yes. um, or is it based off of a lot of emotion, based off of a lot of feeling? Is it based off of um, something that is meant to pull you in because it looks good? Yes. Um, and I think for us, it's so important to practice discernment between what looks good um, and what feels good and what is actually inherently good. Yes. Um, and I feel like, feel, um, that oftentimes we lean more towards what looks good and feels good rather than what is inherently good. No, I'm really grateful you brought this up. We were talking, obviously, before we started uh, this recording about a um, report I read about Instagram and its impact on young women, in particular uh, teenage girls, and how it's producing an increase in hopelessness, despair, as well as suicide. And a lot of it has to do with body image issues uh, and uh, feeling like you don't measure up because of Instagram or other social media influencers. So how do we protect our hearts? Like if you have a room, I know you often do, of uh, young girls, what would you say to them about how to protect their hearts so that they don't fall into a sense of despair that, hey, I could never measure up to how pretty or how beautiful or how wonderful her life looks on social media. Yeah. Um, you know, again, it comes back to like, where are, like whose voices are we allowing to speak the most truth into our lives? And so the hard thing with, um, that I think we face as youth directors and as pastors um, is we want to be some of the loudest people in people's lives because we believe that we are sharing truth, that we are yes. sharing the teaching of the Bible. Um, and when I even think of James 3, like to be a teacher is to be held to a very high standard, to be a deliverer of truth is yes. to be held accountable. Um, but the thing is like we're filled in a society in a generation in which there are many, many teachers who are sharing all kinds of different teachings, but a lot of them are not pointing back to what God's word says. And so something that I often talk to our young ladies about is like, who, who are the people who have the loudest voices in mm -hmm. your life and why, like, why do you trust them? And mm -hmm. often bringing back, um, kind of asking them and pushing them like, well, why do you trust them? Why yeah. have they earned your trust? Is it because you just like the way their life looks um, or because you actually respect and agree with, you know, what they are putting out there, the content that they're putting out yeah. there. And so oftentimes it, it causes, you know, to take a step back and be like, well, like, I like the way that their life looks and I want my life to look similar, but it's not necessarily because they've taught me how to live my life in a way that's going to give me great contentment. Um, yeah. And so it, it's hard because you want to be able to have that sit down conversation with every person that you talk to, but that's not often the case. Um, but I think we have a cool opportunity as people of influence within the church um, that we can be teachers 
so to speak, within the way that we conduct ourselves on yes. social media. Because here's the thing, it's not going away anytime soon. Yeah. Um, and we can't stop the way that it's going to steal joy from the people that we are ministering to um, and the people that we're doing life with. But I think that we can be advocates for how to do it well um, and to be those people that are continually pointing back to the way that Jesus calls us to live, um, to continually point back to That's what his really word good. says, um, and then to just continue to, in those conversations when we're able to have them, to be like, this is where your true contentment lies, and it's when you have your identity in Jesus and not how your life looks and how you feel. Yeah, I love that because it keeps me from falling into either of two ditches. On the one hand, the ditch of uh, uh, lamenting the, the existence of social media, <laughs> right? And I think a lot of people are in that ditch where they feel like, man, I hate this thing. Like you said, it's yeah. not going away. On the other hand, it doesn't mean you have to succumb to it and just uh, drink it unfiltered. You, you have to know, again, that you're being influenced. And I also will tell myself so often that um, most of what I'm seeing is staged. You know, most of the pictures you're seeing, even the simple pictures of someone with their favorite mug drinking, you know, coffee in the morning, probably took 30 minutes to set up to get that right photo. Yeah. And you have to know that um, often what you're seeing is not a reflection of real life. But I love that you uh, direct us back to real relationships with people who are going to impart in us the truth of God's word, right? Um, Mary, I'd love to hear you speak to parents. Uh, there's a lot of parents that are watching us right now, and they're wondering, like, man, how do I protect um, my kids in this space? What advice would you give to a room full of moms and dads who are watching? Um, I think if your kids are on social media, you need to be aware of what is on social media as well. I know a lot of parents like, like take a step back, but the thing is, the news, um, truth, and all this information is getting processed through social media, and that's yeah. what the kids are taking in. So being aware, having open conversations, um, and then being an open person will help your student to be able to want to talk about things that they see, rather than just being confused about what they're seeing and like processing it in their own yeah. way. So um, being available, being present, yeah. That's good, being available being present, and I love that you said no privacy for the kids. Like, if you're on social media, in particular, if I'm paying for the bill, like, I should have your passcode, and I should be able to check your uh, your your phone, your device at any time. Uh, my, my wife and I, and I'll speak as the parent in the room, but my wife and I have a charging station for our kids' devices outside of our bedroom, right outside our bedroom door on a bookshelf. And uh, they know that um, at a particular time, every evening, all devices have to be turned in there. And, um, and we're gonna periodically go through them, not because of distrust, but, but because of the fact that we know that you don't, have to, you don't have to even be searching for something bad for it to find you. And so we wanna make sure that we are aware. And, uh, and parents, if that feels too, uh, maybe too strong or intrusive, at least take Mary's advice and ask your kids, what are you um, reading on social media? How is it influencing you? at least have the conversation with them. Uh, I wanna ask, I guess, a group question uh, for you guys. How do you on a personal level 
Um, and maybe Pat, you can start. Um, how do you know whether or not you're healthy in a healthy or unhealthy season, even in your personal interaction with social media? What do you look to to know whether or not you're, you know, again, healthy or unhealthy? Yeah, it's like a really good question. Um, That's why I put you on the spot. Yeah, right on. <laughs> I think for me, uh, the way that my life works, the way that I operate is is not so much in the moment, but things build, seasons kind of like build up, and then I realize, oh, this is what's been going on. Okay. Or in the moment, I might have an emotion, but I might not process that emotion for two or three weeks. It might take mm. a little bit of time. Mm. And so when it comes to something like this, where it is so easy to hop on my phone at any given moment, red light, look at this, wake up in the morning, what's going on? Yes. Everything like feeds to you. Um, I think one thing that's um, both humbling and also important is, uh, at least on my phone, is the uh, ability to go and see and track my time and yeah. on what apps am I spending my That's time good. and I think even in in my job and I would imagine at least both of yours and probably even yours Chris I spend a lot of my job on my phone yeah texting people pulling up an email responding back taking a phone call and it is in a sense a gateway I have my phone out I have a text come in and a notification pops up, yeah. click, and there I go. Yeah. And so I think being able to, uh, to, to be wise in terms of like, how much time am I looking to spend on this today? I know that there is opportunity, even on a phone, to sort of limit that. Um, here's a passcode, don't tell me what it is, put it in. I hit my daily limit, I can't get back on. That's unless great. I come crawling to my wife to say, can you please <laughs> open my Instagram back up for me? Um, so I think that there are opportunities and ways in which um, you can go about being yeah. smart and wise, but it is definitely hard. Well, well, I think that's great. I think just starting with measuring how much and how long you're on, because that's just uh, empirical evidence that's not emotionalism yeah and uh and i love the inviting of accountability you know to have someone else that knows where it's more than just you looking and saying man i was on for 12 hours today you yeah. know you have somebody else who also is aware and knows what's going on ladies anything you would add to that on how you know whether or not you're healthy or unhealthy in your interaction with social media um yeah i mean similar to what pat said i think when I'm tracking how much time I'm spending on certain apps, there's a lot that I can see about like the engagement of my heart with mm -hmm. the world around me, um, but yeah, like in really positive good. and negative ways. And so like sometimes I'll see my screen time report and I'm terrified because uh, it's a lot. And then I'll check like why. And sometimes it's because like there was conversations that I was having with students on the phone and like, OK, that's fine. That's a fine way to spend my time. And that's part of my job. Um, but if it's like a lot of time on like a game or Instagram or things like that, I'm like, OK, I don't know if that was as productive and, you know, kind of checking in as like, well, what was the why behind that? Like, why well, was Joe I? Joe Crab gave you too much work that day. Right. Gave me too much work that day. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but I think something that I've had to challenge myself and even um, was like a couple years ago, stepping into student ministry full time, like I felt really, really agitated with social media and I just wanted, mm -hmm. I didn't want to have it at mm -hmm. all. 
but I knew that wasn't an option within my job. And I knew that social media was a huge way in which we engage with students. And so I've had to, over the past few years, kind of pray through like, Lord, how would you use this platform as an opportunity for me to love my students better? But also like, how can you teach me to be a better influencer? How can I be a teacher? in the way that I present myself on social media and the way that I interact with my students. And so something that like I started doing recently with our students that has actually been really cool is like posting, how can I pray for you? But then like sending an audio message of like actually praying over them wow. and something that they wow. can keep in, like carry with them. And so that's something that I think is really, really cool within the way that we can be influencers and we can even teach yeah. the people that we interact with to use it in positive ways. Um, yeah. And so I think even you know, to do the flip side of like checking in on like the health of my own interactions with social media. A lot of it has been like, Lord, just help me to use this in a positive way so that it's not always something that I'm so burdened by. Yeah, I think that uh, parents, we need to engage in a lot more digital discipleship with our kids. And I also will say, because there's a lot of people who are listening to us that may find that they're addicted um, and it is a real addiction. Uh, to um, your your device, um, again, social media, that it, there's no shame in getting counseling over it. If you find uh, that there's an addiction there, if it's leading you to places that are unhealthy and you're just not able to detach. I love when I talk to people who say, I have days or seasons that I fast from it. I love when I talk to people who say there are certain um, like cell phone free zones in my in my home or spaces in which I have uh, protected myself from it, I think that that is like super important. For me, I, I um, will often look at not only how much, but when and where am I using it. If I'm distracted where I should be with my kids or my wife and I'm on my phone and they will tell me every time, then uh, I know that I've gone too far. Or one of the biggies for me is if I'm interacting with it while I'm driving. Like, you know, then I know the danger and I've gone too far. So just those little red flags are really important. You kind of took us to where I think we can land the plane. And that is, how do we use it for the glory of God? How do we use our influence? How do we use social media platforms for the glory of God? Uh, Mary, what, what would your thought be? Yeah, so I run a lot of social media accounts for our students. Um, and then just with my own social media, I'm just realizing a lot of people are like seeing this, whether I want them to or not, just like my account's public, um, but our students see it and just realizing like what they see is important. And I have such a huge responsibility and honor to be a voice, but not just my voice, but God's voice. Yes. So not posting like really sketchy things, but rather um, commenting, encouraging things on their posts, um, direct messaging them, like affirming them who they are, but not just, oh, you're so pretty, but also, wow, you're really kind, you're really sweet. So just encouragement that's not just physical mm -hmm. um, and just living with a mindset that social media can glorify God mm -hmm. and not just, it's just a thing to do, but yeah. how can I glorify God and what I'm doing? I love that, not just physical compliments, but celebrating attributes, attributes of God and virtues. I think that that's awesome. Pat, anything you uh, want to add? Yeah, I mean, I feel like Mary, like, said it so perfectly. For me, when I think about as a follower of, of Jesus, how can I utilize social media in the right way? And, and my advice would be just be smart, like be wise, be humble, 
be honoring, like you said. The reality is, while we are always being influenced, whether we want to or not, we are also always influencing, whether yes. we realize it or not. And engaging in posts and comments and getting into word battles behind a screen, yeah. I've just never seen anything really good come from that. Um, and so for me, um, that's one of the things that I try really hard to be aware of on a daily basis is okay, you have a notes app, you can respond to that comment in your notes app, yes. just for me and you, Lord. Yes. And I don't need to necessarily like go yeah. public with it because the reality is like, whether you have 100 followers or 10,000 followers, like people are always watching. And they're always, I love that, people are always <laughs> watching. That is a great note to end on. I think of uh, just two verses, one is James 1.19 that we need to be uh, slow to speak, quick to listen, slow to anger. I think as we interact with social media, we need to be uh, very much uh, mindful of that. Secondly, I think of Galatians 5, 19 and 20, the fruit of the Spirit. And we need to always bring the fruit of the Spirit to everything we do. And so one of our questions should be, how am I bringing the fruit of the Spirit to social media? Um, because that is an influence that I hope we all have. Mm -hmm. Hopefully we are spreading the fruit of the Spirit in our interactions. Well, I appreciate you guys. Um, I uh, learn a lot every time we get a chance to talk and interact. And I hope for those of you who are watching this, that this really springboards you into deeper learning. I want to pray, but I also want to remind you that with every one of these episodes, we have resources. These additional resources are for you to read so that you can grow, go deeper, and leverage your influence for the glory of God. Let's pray. Father, uh, thank you for the technologies that you have given us in this generation, but to whom much is given, much is also required. Help us to use these things for your glory and for the good of others. Protect and guard our hearts. And we pray this especially for the next generation, Lord, uh, for young adults uh, who might be watching this, for teenagers, Lord, protect our hearts and help us to find our true identity in you and in your word. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, if you find that you need help with this, if you need uh, prayer or counsel across every one of our campuses, we have student ministry directors that are here to uh, care for your soul, and we have pastors that are here to pray with you as well. Well, I appreciate you joining us for this edition of The Link. Can't wait till we see you again next time. God bless.